Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. All right, here we are, Spike's Car Radio. We have another car-y Christmas episode. I don't know, when is this, when is this show airing? Do we know? <laughs> when do we want it to air? Let me go through the calendar. These guys I mean, have a new show, so they're yeah. probably going to want to promote right. it. Before um, January, ideally. That show is called Everyday Driver, and their second season premiere is on Velocity Channel, January 6th. What time do you guys go on? That's right. Early. 7.30 early. in the morning. We're part of that early morning <clears throat> independent producers block, so early, early. Set your DVR. I that's always right. get excited that's for right. uh, when I see the second season, because that's the big season. It's not the first season of television. Yeah. It's the second. Yeah. <laughs> you make it to number two, first, you're doing okay. Yeah. First right? season, you stumble it. across <clears throat> the finish line, for sure. I'm here with uh, Todd Deacon and Paul Schmucker, and uh, these guys, if you don't know them, you know, a lot of people who are listening to me are, are Porsche folks, mm-hmm. and you guys aren't necessarily Porsche folks. I know you've done well, a lot of Porsche content. Yeah, yes, we have. And we'll get to it. I admit to being the Porsche super freak of the two of us. <laughs> that's for sure. Todd is into Lotus, so you know we we all have our thing. Todd is a Lotus guy. We're just going to focus on Todd then, because he's the Porsche super freak. But um, let's just first talk about the show. I mean, I I love your whole story here as I'm reading through it. Um, You guys uh, had a YouTube channel that's very successful, right? Everyday Driver is that what you called it? Everyday Driver, and you somehow parlayed that into a television show. Yes, yes, and no. See, here's the thing: (laughs) we we didn't we didn't set out to be on YouTube. A decade ago, which is shocking to think which that it's that believe, long. I can't believe, actually. Yeah, it's frightening. Wow. Uh, we Ten actually, years ago. Yeah, we actually yeah. shot a half-hour TV pilot. Okay. We shot it in late 07. For who? Uh, spec, total spec yeah, TV is, pilot. Yeah, this is us. And shopped it in 08. And so you guys got out other your, your cameras uh-huh. and said, we're going to make yeah. a TV show. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, it, it was one of those things. We had to figure out what it was going to be and what it was not going to be. Because okay. yeah. everybody yeah, yeah. has suggestions on what they think you right. should go drive. Yeah. Yes. You guys should do classic cars. You guys should do whatever. And then we had to back up and think, okay, what is this going to look yeah. like? But was this completely out of the blue, to? was it, or was it based on the stuff you were already doing on YouTube? What no, were you guys I, doing at that moment where you said, let's shoot a car pilot? Well, we were actually working. We'd done a few little test shoots working to try to do a half-hour pilot. I wasn't thinking about doing a web show. I came out of the film industry. was thinking about doing mm-hmm. a TV pilot. Right. So we actually shot a couple little test things with our own cars, with a couple of buddies' cars, just to go, okay, well, how would this be done? Mm-hmm. And then we actually went out, spent some money, and shot a half-hour TV pilot that we shopped in 08, and were promptly met with the same conversation over and over, which is, guys, this is really cool. We like this. Nobody's yeah. buying. Because the economy had been <laughs> chopped off at the knees, and nobody right. was buying a thing. So right. now we had content, had to figure out where it goes, and that's when we kind of fell to YouTube. And right about that time, YouTube was starting the partner program where they were going, we have more than cat videos. Let's try to <laughs> yeah. put some ads in front of things. And they reached out to us. So we were in the beta part of the par- partner program at what now feels like the dark ages of YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is, was that when they it. were throwing like five million bucks at everybody to, just to make content? The, no, that the was – studio deals? We that would have was, loved five million bucks thrown right, at us. That, that, that like didn't happen. Yeah, no. seriously. That was like 2010, no. 2011 is when they did that. Mm-hmm. That was when they had their original uh, programming thing that only lasted a year. Well, now there's a second mm-hmm. good thing that came out of the big uh, crash of 2008. I, I read – uh, I was watching a documentary <laughs> on Netflix last night. Bitcoin came out of that as mm-hmm. well. That's when Bitcoin right. suddenly popped. 
So we have Bitcoin and And I did not get drivers. in early, early enough on the Bitcoin. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Wait. As long as Bitcoin that, stays cool and doesn't crash. That's what I did last night. I spent a, a good two hours putting myself down for not buying Bitcoin in yeah. 2008 yeah. when it was point zero 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 one six. And everybody went, what is this I, thing? And I still, I'm still asking what is this thing yeah. and how yeah, I can profit. That's but, true. Sure. You know, every once in a while you see that little stat. If you had just uh, put uh, $5 down in uh-huh. 2008, you'd be a billionaire. Right now, sure, only right? bought Amazon at you know whatever <laughs> twenty bucks. Yeah. I yeah. remember uh, my assistant uh, back in the day coming up and going, uh, "You really got to buy this Google? You really? Yeah, this I, Google uh, thing. Well, who's who's telling you that? My dad. He's, uh, oh, where does <laughs> right. he work? Oh, Wall Street. Yeah, I'm not buying Google. I, I don't even know what that is. What is Google? Goes, Get in on Google, dude. Get in on Google. Funny. I have a long history of not doing things like that. Funny. Um, anyway, let's get back to your show. So you make this pilot. <laughs> It's funny because I'm laughing now because I have a, a production company and mm-hmm. I have a front row seat mm-hmm. to these networks. And, you know, sure, we produce a lot sure. of stuff, but also car stuff because yeah. my partner and I love it. Um, and they're so granular <clears throat> on what they want. You know, mm-hmm. they're very, very specific. And sure, we'll go in sure. with what we think is a home run and they just look at you and go, this, this is entertainment. This thinking? is a car show. This is entertainment. Um <laughs> Who do you bring it to? Uh, you know, do, do, do you have agents at that point? Do they set yeah. up a pitch? And, yeah, and, we, and who our, do you pitch? One of our big pitches was Speed Channel, which, of course, no longer exists. Right, right. You know, yeah. But our big pitch was Speed Channel. And then, of course, in the next two years after we pitched to them, they kind of folded. And we went, well, kind of dodged a bullet there. And <laughs> yeah. then got, What's this YouTube thing again? Yeah, yeah and then they got a little bit resurrected as, as Velocity. I mean, Velocity isn't a direct uh, correlation, right, right. but that's probably the closest thing now. Mm-hmm. But even at the time, the Speed Channel guys were like, well, you could be on in syndication. But we were like, I don't have the first idea how to start that. Fast forward, better part of 10 years, and we had a syndication company that helped us get on Velocity because now we had a bunch of back catalog to allow season right, one right. to be YouTube stuff mm-hmm. for TV. They love that. Yeah. So that allowed us to actually kind of easily take – easily is too simple a word – but well, easily take some of the YouTube content to build season one so then we could go into season two and shoot all original for season two. I got it. Got so, it. Craziness. Yeah, yeah that is. I'm craziness. living in the edit room. Unless I'm here. <clears throat> so, what is the show? Is is the, it was the pilot very much what you're doing right now? Very or? much so. In a lot of ways, yeah. In yeah. I mean, that first year, we really had to figure out again what are we going to be shooting? You know, everyday driver. What does that mean? Yeah. You what know, is the show? That can mean you know people think about Honda Accords and Toyota Corollas and that kind of thing, but that's really not the point. It's about being in LA traffic or whatever, wherever you are. Every day you drive something. Generally speaking, you're in a car, drive something you really love, something mm-hmm. that is, you know, is passionate in your heart. Yeah. When you go around a corner or you find your favorite mountain road or you're on track or whatever that is, that is your everyday driver, not just the kinds of not fun cars you associate with that. Yeah. So that's been something that we always are educating people, I feel like. In For the sure. Well, everyday driver, what is that? Is that just Honda Accords all the time? No, no. This is you're in a car, so we're in a car every day. Drive something you love. And, and that was the other thing is that we've all seen this. You stand at an auto show. Pick your auto show. Mm-hmm. And everybody's standing around the velvet rope staring at the Ferrari or whatever that they cannot afford. Or the girls. And, then, and that happens too. <laughs> mainly, and then they shuffle that. off to the car they hate. And it was trying to merge those two realities. Okay, you have a real budget, real life, kids commute, whatever it is. All right. Let's put you in a car that you really like that does all the stuff you need it to do. And what's been interesting is the show is kind of focused on anything generally about under 60 grand. Now, that could be used under 60 grand, mm-hmm. but cars 
roughly under 60 grand. Of course, we still get in the exotics because why wouldn't we? But generally, <laughs> right. that's we the still focus. like that stuff too. The podcast is entirely people writing to us and saying, "Hey, I've got this amount of money and I'm looking for this." I mean, you were on it with us, and we were chasing a car for mm-hmm. a guy mm-hmm. with all of our info. So we get to be much more specific on the podcast than we do, obviously, for the TV right, show. Right. But it's all that same premise of you know, you're in a car every day, drive something you love. Yeah. And, and what is yeah. the format of the show now that's on Velocity? What are we seeing in season two here? Uh, like, two to three cars compared in a market segment. So one of our episodes is the big rivalry, the uh, the, the GT350R versus the Camaro ZL1. That's right. obviously the upper end of the budget, right. but that's one of them. Isn't there a third car in that well, historic rivalry? There's the, the Challenger. Challenger there could, the Challenger right. isn't really yeah. in the, of the same. The Challenger, honestly, is the last muscle car left, right. if you think about it dynamically. Mm-hmm. The, the Camaro and Mustang have moved on to be much more sports cars. Mm-hmm. So we put the two of those together. We did the three affordable rear-wheel drives, which is yeah, everybody thinks Miata. But you've also got Fiat 124 now mm-hmm. and the Toyota 86. They They're all the about the same, though. They look very similar, yeah. <laughs> they well, are the same. The same. Yeah, exactly. How did Pretty those much. two compare? I don't want to ruin the episode, but how did they compare? Because I, well, yeah. I, that Fiat, I haven't driven it yet, but it doesn't look like it's going to work right. <laughs> Am I wrong about that? I think you, you might want to temper that conversation. You might want to temper that thought until you see the episode. I'll oh, say it that okay. way. Well, but, because, because they the are very has, different. They are. They well, but the are. Miata is a long line of Miatas now. Agreed. They've had a it long is. time to get it that is. car but right. Think about you know weight and distribution of the roof, mm-hmm. and you know now the Fiat. They actually did a different engine in that. That's car. the biggest difference. That's the thing that really it's defines not the, same the motor. change. Yeah. Wow. Is that that the Fiat has the motor from the Fiat uh, the five hundred Abart, mm-hmm. the little turbo. That's a nice engine. So that engine exactly. now in the Imagine Miata chassis, that, and that. that's what that's yeah. what really defines the difference. If you're sitting in them, honestly, the badge on the wheel is the only way you know which car you're in. Right. They're right. identical yeah. behind the wheel. They look different out the front because the Fiat's got the long hood, and it is weird how different they, they feel because of the long, flat hood on the Fiat. But as far as dynamics are concerned, it's that engine that makes them different. And we didn't agree. We don't agree a lot of times. We didn't agree necessarily on conclusions. But, but that was the thing yeah. that really, I, I walked them just like you, Spike. I walked them with, this is exactly the same car with different badging. But that engine is the thing that kind of tweaks it for sure. Mm-hmm. Why, why isn't uh, Mazda going to do something like that? Why wouldn't they put a bigger engine in that car? And We've make been it, asking well. for bigger engines in all of these cars, as a matter of fact. <laughs> for the Toyota 86 chassis, I've been talking about power for since the car came out. Pretty I've been much, going yeah. back and forth, and then I drive the car, and I think, okay, this is such a great chassis. I really like it. And then I think, why not just screw a turbocharger to this car? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I had to do you know along the lines with the company's themes, whereas – I forget which is which. You know, Toyota was more supercharging, or it was, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and Subaru, Subaru was more turbo. turbo. Yeah, for sure. They and that that's sort of this is how we've branded the companies and the performance versions. And I'm thinking, fine, that works. Put one on each, and we'll call it a day. And everybody has more power, but up to this point, they haven't. Mazda hasn't done that either with the with the RF. Now they haven't done no, it with yeah. with anything. But well, now there's have... a little turbo on that Fiat 124. And that changes the yeah, game. I'm not trying to give away too much here, but <clears throat> that really does change the dynamics of these cars. Understand. This is one of the most raced uh, cars in the world, the yeah, Miata, yeah, yeah. right? Exactly. I, I kind of hate them, but still, <laughs> you would think with that stat alone, Mazda might go, hey, why don't we make something, you know, 800, 
Eight hundred of them, maybe a thousand of them. Make sure. them special. Put a roll hey. bar. You know, do something for the guys who are Bring racing. Well, right. you know, they had that Mazda Speed version of the second gen that mm-hmm. was a turbo uh, version from the factory. Yeah, that, and those that are is actually true. really cool. Now, unfortunately, that's the generation I fit in the least. But they were very cool to have a factory turbo on them. But right. now Mazda's not doing Mazda speeds of anything. Yeah, that's gone. Whole, they've got a great lineup and yeah. no Mazda Speed hot versions of any of them. I want five hundred ninety-five horsepower. Straight pipes on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Flying Miata. Those are the people that might be able to help you out. Truly and crazy and insane. Um, So wait, you guys, it says here you were roommates here in L.A. We We were. were A long time (laughs) ago. As a matter of fact. uh, A frightening amount of time ago. That's amazing to think about. And what was the dream here when you were in L.A.? You know, I came out to go to Art Center College of Design here in Pasadena, as a matter of fact. That's what brought me out, to to design cars. So I actually have a degree and background in car design. Todd comes from the filmmaking and storytelling element, and that's kind of what brought us together for the show but people were always asking us about hey you guys know stuff about cars i need to go buy a new car and i don't know what i want next am i a truck girl am i a car guy am i mm-hmm. what do i want will you come with me to the dealership and drive stuff with me and of course we love that because we'd yeah, you know for sure the salesperson has been working for three weeks i say this no no i won't <laughs> it's generally come out of a, a desire to help people because people have been coming to right, us and right. that's where our podcast sprang out of sure, is yeah. hey write to us because we'd love to talk about yeah, that's your the situation best way to do it that's right you know I, we just think it'd be fun to help people get into something they love which yeah. definitely relates to the show and then we think okay so the cars we put on camera what would people shop? Mm-hmm. How would you compare? And that's who we're talking to. We're talking to buyers, but then there is the entertainment aspect. You know, Hopefully. we talk about Hopefully. you know Motor Week over here. And John Davis, <laughs> if you're li- listening, we think you're great. Uh, you know, Motor Week is uh, a brochure. Mo- we'll yeah, say. Motor Week is a, is a motoring brochure. And, and then, then there's have, you know yeah. Top Gear now Grand Tour way out here at the entertainment top end. But what is in between for those of us who? can't afford Ferraris or, right, yeah. right. you know, don't want to consider that. We'd rather have a <laughs> McLaren or is it yeah. the greatest car ever or let's go drive it and compare it because some, so many times we'll see the, the article in the paper or the, the car magazine and think, all right, well, where was the Audi R8 in comparison? How come you guys didn't bring that along? Right, it's just right. one car that you drove and you gave your opinions about, but that's why we put these three Hopefully, yeah. together I on mean, camera. That's a scheduling nightmare a lot of the time. But see, yeah, I, I came out to write and direct because I figured, you know, that line is short. I'll be doing that in no time. Yeah. Right? And wound Nobody up. Nobody does that in this decade. Really? Wound, no. Wound but up working no. for a decade. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> True. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That didn't happen. That, that didn't happen to me. So I wound up working for a decade. I was actually down the street from where we're recording. I was down the street here in Beverly Hills. And what did you want to What did you want to write and direct? What was the thing that you wanted to be that you saw and you go, I want to do that? Was it like uh, Apocalypse Now? Was it like, who did you <laughs> imagine yourself? I never saw uh, you out here. Like the, like the Jim Cameron stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of world. Love that stuff. Where, where you where you have and, and the closest equivalent now is like Christopher Nolan because right. everybody's doing oh, the franchise stuff. But, amazing. But, but people that were doing the writer director thing mm-hmm. and they were telling some story that was that doesn't feel like anything anybody else is doing. I wanted to do that. Of course, that the industry has moved farther and farther from that in many ways. But I worked for a decade for New Line Cinema in post production, so I was dealing with delivery. And seeing that whole side, that of course nobody teaches you that right, until right. you're doing it in the trenches. Right. And kind of bumped into doing a car show with this, this yeah. guy because I finally got a car I loved, which was the Nissan 300ZX, the mm-hmm. 1990, that I loved that car. And started finding all these great roads in L.A. and realized about that whole other part. I'd always owned terrible cars that just got me places and realized this whole interest. I was back to 15 again. 
Right. I was the right, kid that was yeah. reading the magazine and knew all the stats and then left all that because I'd never owned a cool mm-hmm. car and realized about how cool driving could be. And then that got us talking further, and it just snowballs from there. Yeah, it turns into a show. But that's what happens here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everybody no, no comes question. here with this dream, you come for but one it thing. ricochets, and yeah, then there's an inflection absolutely. point, and then you find success in a, in a different way. You know, I've heard that story over and over again. It's, that's it's the magic of Hollywood. That's the true right. magic of Hollywood. You're right. That's very true. <laughs> no, you're right. Very few of us it's, actually it's get exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny, you know, coming from car design and sketching cars. I mean, I, I don't know if you doodled cars in your math no, notebooks. No, but well, let's just, back up for a second. I, I, have a qu- I have a question about that. Okay. Is that viable? Like, you meet a guy like uh, Freeman Thomas, who's designed yeah. the Audi TT and mm-hmm. the, the, the new Beetle back in the day. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then there are the Porsche guys like Grant Larson who did the Boxster and the Carrera yep. GT, and Tony Hatter did the 993. Those guys have, like, cars attached to them. <laughs> okay. how, how realistic sure. is it for a guy designing a car who wants to get into this, who might be listening now or going to school, How uh, do you become part of a team that does that? Or how much of a long shot is it that you get attached to a car like that to where you get mm-hmm. to say, I'm the guy who designed that car. It's a very long shot, and it's also corporate because right, right. you might have a sketch and the, the executives say, all right, we like that sketch and we want to kind of develop that. And then we want this other designer over here who we think is kind of the up-and-coming person to be attached to that sketch, even though you did it. Right. Because that, now they're kind of creating a, a thing around this car, the, the aura or the, you know, and there's an army of people behind the design and engineering of a car. It's not just one person, but that theme and sort of, you know, you understand here's the design brief and here's where we're taking the new whatever that is. And it might be an internal kind of thing that you don't know the backstory. Right, right. Now, in many cases, like the guys you've mentioned, well, they truly did that sketch and that was the genesis of that idea. Yeah. And then the whole company ran with it. But, of course, there's a, a million people behind them, you know, actually developing the car, doing the clay, finishing off the proportions. It's just... Sort of like the Frank Gehry, I, I did the sketch and I crumpled up the piece of paper and there's your new museum. There <coughs> yeah. you go. Not quite in the car design world, but but yes. And so I, I'm that, that very much <laughs> that attracted me dream. to it. But here I am now getting to drive all these cars that I looked at, you know, as designing and you, you take out design elements and all this stuff. And so that's why I'm so heavy into the styling and design and why we buy the things we do. That, you Are know, you the really that patient, walls. though, to sit with a car for that long? Like how many, you know, the longest project I ever worked on that was fun, but I couldn't stand the distance from the beginning of the writing to the finished product oh, was making sure. B-movie, an animated movie. Oh, sure. Where it was three or four years of looking at this thing. Sure. Right? And at one and point, I, wanted to just be done. My personality, yeah. like, I come from <laughs> Saturday Night Live and monologues sure. with David Letterman, sure. and yeah. I yeah. like to read it, write it, and then be done with it and forget sure. about it. Sure, right? yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. On to the next. Do you have that next. personality where you can sit and look at a car and really sit with it for years? Like, from, from paper to, to, to product, how long is that? Uh, well, in that can be a nowadays, long time, right? it's 18 months, which is fast for That's car really developers. Fast. Wow. It used to be the three to four to five years and what to be able it, to do and that. And what does it cost to come up with a new model? Oh, man. It can be – it depends on if you're using an existing chassis, which is why you know we always want to know, where did this new car come from right, that right. we're driving? Is it something else, the underpinnings of something remaining left over, or is it truly a new design? Right. We've got an Alpha Julia, the mm-hmm. TI – as our car that we're driving around L.A. in. That's a brand new design. That's yeah. not based on anything. And what there do you are think many about cars. It? We like the car yeah. a lot. 
It's We've excellent. been the quadrifolio before, which is really impressive. But it's nice to be in the lesser version and still yeah. enjoy it. You know what's funny about that car? Everybody started calling me about it when the uh, prices went down for them. <laughs> and it's like, hey, this really? is really cheap to lease yeah. this car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cheap for LA. <laughs> should, should I yeah, this what is this? Should I do it? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I haven't driven it yet. But I, every time I see one, I watch it go down the highway. <laughs> My head turns. <laughs> yeah. So you guys yeah. are giving it a thumbs up. We yeah. like it. It's yeah. cool. It's cool. I mean, I, right? It, so many times I feel like the lesser model, you just kind of go, yeah, you can't get the low one. You can't get that. Right, This right. has got 280 Spend horsepower. Spend the money. Get, it's got the go. turbo. It, it actually is surprisingly light on its feet, and it has the same ridiculously quick steering rack as the big boy. Oh, wow. So it still feels really light on its feet, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, well, look at you guys. just means you can get into a parking space quicker. <laughs> yes. Because you need to in L.A. <laughs> yes. That's what it's all about. Where, where are you guys based? We're up in Park City, just uh, to the east of Salt Lake, so where Sundance so Film in Utah. Festival is. We are. We're oh, Utah. I've got yeah. a Utah. bunch of questions for you when we're done about okay. skiing. I've okay. got to get the clan up there skiing. you got to come on out. Awesome. Harder awesome. and harder to find a place up there all of a sudden. The time to ski yeah. is during Sundance, because everybody's in town watching yeah. movies. That's and the There's no place empty. to stay. There's no that's, place no, to that's that is the that's, You can't find any place to stay, but we'll, we'll get to what do you drive? What do you drive up there? What, do you, what are your daily drivers? Got a Jeep Grand Cherokee currently right now, so that's the bomb around ski car. Right. It also serves a little bit of a production vehicle, so yeah. when we're shooting in Utah. Mm-hmm. And then I also own a 2015 Porsche Cayman GTS. There you go. Which I love. It's, it's an event car. car. Every time I drive that, it's a special drive to me. <laughs> yeah. I love it. On those roads, too, which are oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now, are. What, do you have to put that car away? It's, it a... You know, people have been asking me, hey, are you going to get <clears> winter <throat> tires and, you know, the 18s and do the Blizzaks? Yeah, you're going to wreck it. Well, the, we have the Great Salt Lake in Utah, and they put salt on the roads. And much, uh, much, much you, you have to come to a – you have to reconcile that. Am yeah. I going to subject my car to the salt? I have decided no, but I will get it out on cold, clear days because it still has the performance tires on it, the Goodyear Eagle F1s that are bricks when it's cold. Yeah. But I will get it out, you know, just fifty degree you know, take baby days out, in the yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get her sure. out for a little bit because the dro- the roads are dry. But yeah. in general, the Jeep is the bomb around car, and you're not going to strap a Christmas tree to it. And take no, even though that, that would be a good, that good photo be, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> exactly, that, that we missed opportunity there. And, <laughs> and then, what about you? Uh, my family car, my wife loves it. It's we have a 2010 uh, Cayenne. Oh that yeah, we love. That's been there a great family car. But so you guys then, are both Porsche guys. What are yeah, we talking well, about here? Yes, well, yes, but <laughs> you, you don't realize how much this guy backstrokes in the pool of Porsche. Yeah, it's yeah. All Porsche I, all the I time. I paddle around. Place to pool to be in, actually. <laughs> I, I don't I, I actually, know this, why you wouldn't be this, there. This, this I'm sold summer, over here. This past summer, I sold my uh, daily FRS that I was driving year-round. Oh, wow. Winter tires. And, mm-hmm. drove all, and what was funny is I pull up in that car in the winter, people are like, I didn't know those were all-wheel drive. No, it's not. Yeah, and I'm fine yeah. with it. So I, I drove that year-round. I mean, it's a $20,000 Toyota. I drove it year-round. Who cares? Exactly. This summer, I sold that and got a car I'd wanted forever. I got a, a 2006 Lotus Elise, oh, wow. which I'm in love with. Did not want to drive that all winter. No. So I found the world's cleanest $5,000 05 Mini Cooper as the winter car. Wow, there so you go. So I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. We have to tease Todd because his dad had a Jag E-Type as he was growing up. And he also lived in England as part of yeah, his childhood. Yeah, yeah. And here he is owning a Lotus Elise, British car, mm-hmm. and a Mini Cooper, British mm-hmm. car. Not sure how this happened. And, you know, even though the, the Mini is German underneath, and his wife has the Cayenne. So, you know, it's just... <laughs> yeah, somehow I, I'm obsessed with small British cars. I don't really know where though. that happened. I think it really works, though. I, I think, you know, it, it kind of all comes he together. He looks happy. Yeah. He's very you guys, happy. It's the yeah. same. This is, you're saying all the same things that, you know, I was thinking about when I started Car Matchmaker, which were this 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 simple idea of being happy in your car. I, I remember when I moved out yeah. here from New York, I had 
2500 bucks. That was my budget for a car. Okay. And I bought a, a 68 uh, Cougar XR7 convertible. Wow. With... Uh, uh, just the ribs for the for the cabriolet roof. It had no. You, you could have put a roof on it. I say that's a light <laughs> no, no, car. I had some rips and stuff. <laughs> the optional roof. Got it. And I was in love. I was so happy. It was white. Not really the best color for that car. And a black ripped interior <laughs> with kidding. broken radio. And I could not have been happier. I just put on a pair of sunglasses. Nice. <laughs> a cigar in my mouth, love and it. I drive to work. And right, and you're happy. Well, isn't and, that true? And, it's you the know, car and the sunglasses you own in L.A., and it's the handbag and the shoes you wear in New York. Is that true? Well, it was it just this. I, you know, I'm an East Coaster, so I'm used to the cold. I, yeah, this whole right, idea, yeah. I, I couldn't stand living in apartments anymore. I was in an apartment in Boston and an apartment in sure, New York for, sure. for like decades. Mm. And I wanted. I, uh, I met this girl. I said, "Let's just move to L.A." She said, "What are you going to do?" I go, "I don't know. I, let's just go." <laughs> they sold everything. How I long go, ago was this? This is a while ago. This is uh, this is when I came out and started working one, on one or Seinfeld. two years. Nineteen ninety five. Okay, wow. right? right? Yeah, yeah. So I, but I had no job. I had a little bit of money. I'd been on Letterman for five years, and I, I met this pretty girl. I go, "You want to go?" She goes, "Sure." She goes, uh, she goes, well, can we get a dog? And I go, absolutely. I go, We're going to get a dog. We're going to get a couple cars. And she goes, what are we going to do? I go, I don't know, but I know it's going to be great. We're going to get a house. <laughs> so, I love it. I love but we it. came out to L.A. Um, right after the earthquake. Mm-hmm. So That's And it's right. not the L.A. it is right now. It was yeah. not as successful as it is right now. We're in the New Yorkification part of L.A. right now. Mm. L.A. was Interesting th- word. deserted Interesting. when I came Interesting to L.A. <laughs> yeah. And you could you look around the neighborhood and you go, which house do you want? Which do you, To rent. And you go, oh, mm-hmm. that one, that one was the, the one you said was Gary Cooper's house. Yeah, I'll take that house. <laughs> they, all right, it was twenty five hundred bucks a month, and we go, great, all right, that's cool. It's cheaper than my New York apartment. Let's sure. do wow. that. Sure, it was. Yeah, two car garage, get a dog. You know, you're happy as yeah. you're just happy, happy, happy. And <laughs> the awesome. cars were a big part of that. I had a couple of buddies from Letterman who had moved out here. They were gearheads. He, uh, my, one of my friends had an old Corvette. I think it was a 68 Corvette cool. convertible, white cool. too, with a broken, you know, same <laughs> co- sort of uh, convertible roof. Same, same mess. top supplier? Got it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, and we, and we were in heaven. And, and you know, Car Matchmaker kind of, it was born out of that moment. Like, sure. you know, you yeah. don't have to have a lot of money, like you're saying, to sure. drive something and to have a good time and to be, you know, a car guy. And, and feel like you're part of the thing. Yeah. Well, right? that's our whole point. And, you know, we lament the uh, sort of the death of manual transmissions. <clears throat> I know we're all seeing this kind of creep through the industry. And I maintain that in the future, car manufacturers will build the autonomous egg with the latest tech and a manual transmission four-cylinder yes. convertible and thusly <laughs> let it be so. That that will be the car <laughs> range. In Everything the in between. Nothing in the middle, yeah. I mean, are these the kind of cars that you still wish you had back? You know, I, I wish I had my first car kind of thing. I mean, yeah. is it kind of like that? Just what's, to remind what's you What's your of daily now? <clears throat> um, I don't have a daily in the classic sense of a daily. So okay. it's really whatever kind of sparks my mood, right? Okay. Today, it's a good problem to have. I'm in like, my yeah. Range Rover Sport, oh, my really? brand okay. new Range Rover Sport. Okay. Um, uh, because I'm going to be bouncing around. There's going to be a lot of kid stuff. I've got four sure. pitches today. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. And I yeah. would like to have my wits about me. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the, the downside I've been experiencing with that car. We've got to take a break in a second. But the uh, I get sized up as a certain kind of driver in that, uh, that truck. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. And sure. Uh, more often than not, I'll kind of look up uh, at a stoplight and look next to me, and there'll be someone there flipping me off. And I'm like, huh, seriously, what, what was that? And, you know, <laughs> if they, they, if they yeah. roll their window down there, go, you were a little too close to me. And, you know, I ride that suspension up really high on it. <laughs> sure. I, I like that. I like it being up and big. And sure, people, of course. You know, and it starts fights. <clears throat> which I, I don't like. I like to be loved in traffic, and then... 
Is that a setting on the Range Rover? The, the you know the low medium snow and starts the fight. Yeah, setting yeah. Over there's here. a fight setting. This the upper button. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that. What I figured out is the headlights are right in the rearview mirror uh, of the other guy, gotcha. yeah. and they think I'm doing something <laughs> when in reality I'm listening to Howard Stern yeah. or trying to return an email or something. Of <clears throat> and uh, I have that. Um, my GT3, my 991 GT3. Yeah. I love that's a yeah. real easy daily driver. And, uh, you know, now that things are slowing down for the holidays, I'm going to do the Speedster. I've got the 58 oh, Speedster cool. in the garage. Oh, wow, Excellent. Gorgeous. And I'm really going to run around as much as I can. Um, the kids always ruin that because you can't put them in a, a Coke can with no safety. But <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, I will that. do as much uh, as I can in that car. You can do that in December in LA. That's a car you can drive. Yeah. 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 You can not, Christmas shop in your shorts. Yeah. Not to make anybody <laughs> You can. Feel, it, not to make anybody feel bad. It was, it was 80 <laughs> degrees yesterday, and Man. it was sunny, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back with more of uh, the guys from Everyday Driver. Let's talk about Amsoil. You know why I like Amsoil? Because they're a bunch of car people. They're gearheads. They're into all kinds of power sports, and basically they get it. Recently, Amsoil created the guide to increasing horsepower in your vehicle. It has insider tips from some of the best in the business on coaxing more power out of your engine. And who doesn't want that? You can get your copy free at amsoil.com spike. That's my last name, amsoil.com spike. While there, find out more about Amsoil's synthetic motor oil, too. Like how Amsoil Signature Series synthetic motor oil delivers 75% more engine protection against horsepower loss and wear than required by a leading industry standard. Go to Amsoil.com slash spike to get your free insider's guide to increasing horsepower. Hi, this is Ben Dominich, the host of the Federalist Radio Hour. We're a daily show coming to you five days a week from Washington, D.C., where we interview our nation's top journalists, politicians, authors, chefs, economists, entertainers, and more. If you're looking for a contrarian discussion on news, politics, or culture, give us a listen and subscribe at PodcastOne.com, the new Podcast One app, or at Apple Podcasts. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Welcome back to Spike's Car Radio. I guess this is going to be our holiday show, Will. Do you have any jingle bells you could put in here? Do you have some... It's done. The people are hearing it right now. <laughs> oh, listen Thanks. to that. Well oh, done, do you hear sir. it, guys? Well wow. done. Ah, do you have any good uh, Christmas gift recommendations for the for the gearheads, for the wives who might be listening? As a matter of fact, funny you mentioned. <laughs> do you guys have merch? <laughs> we do. Yeah, you have do to. have you merch. You have to, don't you? Yeah. I know. I don't. <laughs> well, are, can you make money on merch? Depends. It depends. depends. What yeah, are you selling? Come on, on sell is. me something well, right now. I'm ready to buy. Here we go. As a Porsche enthusiast, yes. we shoot feature-length films, and our first film that we shot was celebrating 50 years of the 911. As a matter Ooh, of fact, we drove I know. all eight versions of that, and all the cars came out of Park City, Utah. It was crazy. Really? They were all privately crazy. owned, yeah. and a special Easter egg at the very end, a 2011 GT3 RS 4.0. Oh, my Which God. Which was awesome. Yeah. The owner said, could you not take it to Mexico and just, you know, give me a copy of the video when you're done? Oh, and keep the shiny side up if you don't mind. Yeah, it was amazing. We'd, we'd we like found that. that car. The sure. 4.0. The yeah. 4 We call that the 4.0. Yeah. Yep. The, was it a black one or a it white one? It was black. Oh, that's it was the spectacular. one. And he let us have it for four Porsche or five car. hours? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. It you was, must have been was, dying. It was unbelievable. Yeah. When you drive really that car, it, it cool. changes your life, and, and then it hurts Agreed. you because you realize you don't have one. Yes. And, then you look and at, now they're $375,000 or more. And you say they're down. They're lower. No, you say that, Spike. I'm not a 911 guy, and yet that car did that for me still. It wakes it's you up, It's an amazing right? car. Oh, an amazing yeah. car, for sure. For they, sure. So what, what did we learn from this film? Mm. Tell me what you learned, because when you drive all of those different variants back to back to back, you get for a minute. 
and then it leaves your head. But for well, a day that's or just two, it. What do you learn? What you do know, you learn in that situation? You could say that each generation of any car should theoretically be better than the last, right? You could just you, say, you'd well, hope, you'd hope so. It's going to just keep going and better and better. But there's something about the early cars that we love right. that really speaks to, you know what? I'm doing everything myself. The car is not thinking for me. It's just I'm driving. It's me and the machine. Probably just like you love the Speedster. Yes. It, it strips away all of that, and I'm just back to this bare-bones, basic feeling. That's what we search for. And that really comes across, I feel like, in the, in the 911 film. So Right. That's, what, uh, and which, that's just and one so of our And so was films. the 4.0 the one that you really sparked to, or was there anything well, else in that lineup? Because I imagine it's hard. You know, it, it, with examples, you can drive in Porsche. You can drive the same year 911, the same uh, model, and they all feel different. You, yes. know, you know what I mean? Yes, sure. None of them quite. Sure, sure. I've driven, I think, five or six 73 RSs. Every one of them is, feels different. And they're all the same yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Some were restored. Some were original. <laughs> but they're yeah. all very, very different personalities. Yeah. Even with speedsters, you know, we were do we, we did this decades of disruption thing, and I drove this '57 speedster. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like a '57 speedster I had ever <laughs> driven before. I was like it restored. It was a little tight. It didn't quite feel right. But so, how do you know this you were getting the right experience from from the from the right model? You know, it didn't matter. It didn't to matter. be honest. It was that moment at that time, right. and this is generally what we're feeling. And then go find that for yourself if if that's kind of what you gravitate towards. So the early feeling, or you know, I love tech. I love the latest cars too. I love whatever is coming, and you know the the latest 911s. I love that stuff. So we can buy this film. Absolutely, Absolutely. <laughs> available on Amazon. Available on Amazon is a Blu-ray with a bunch of extras. And then if you don't have a Blu-ray player or you want to do the digital thing, it's on Vimeo. You can do the same thing yeah. you do on Amazon. You can do rental. You can do you know ownership Fantastic. that way. What's funny, Spike? You were talking about Christmas gifts. This makes me laugh every year because of course you can track how this stuff's being sold. And our 911 films done fairly well over the years. But what's hysterical from the first year we released it. The film sells pretty well, and everybody you ship it out to is a guy's name until Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then from Thanksgiving till the end of the year, 90% of the people you're shipping to it is a woman's name. Because right, she's on right. Amazon looking for my that's great. My, my dad or my husband loves 9-11. Oh, look, there's a movie about it. Oh, that's it. great. It's really hysterical. It happens every yeah. year. We love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are a lot of women, though. If you go to, if you come to Luftekult, have you been to Luftekult? Have not, we have not yet. We've got to come to Luftekult. I keep hearing. Is it's it in weird. second or third season This would now? be our, uh, I don't know. I, I say our. It's not my thing. It's Patrick Thing, but I yeah. think the yeah. first one was the tiny one at Deus. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was the second, third. This would be the fourth, right? Okay. Fourth, okay. fourth coming up. It, it's be, grown. I've heard about it. You know, the first year I heard about, hey, this thing. What it's is this It's really thing? funny because you'll see all the old Porsche guys I've been seeing for about 20 years kind of there, and they're, they're really old, and they're kind of scratching their head going, where did this come from? You know? <laughs> this was never a thing, and now it's, it's a thing. A, what, what? There's women here. There's music. Cool. There are food trucks. Nobody's really criticizing anybody else's car and telling them they've got the wrong mirror on it. They're just right. it's a celebration. It's inclusive. That's Everybody's cool. you know it's a different mindset like, yeah, too. That's what we want. That's mm, what yeah. we want. You know, it's uh, it's funny. I was at uh, I was having dinner with these guys at uh, Pebble Beach, kind of the old guard, the blue okay. blood of uh, Pebble Beach car sure. guys, and sure. they All were right. uh, you know this the guy who runs this auction house and the guy who runs the Concours and this judge, and it was very stuffy and <laughs> represented this from Ford and everybody else. Yeah. And they, yeah, they said, well, you know, it's a table with like twenty people. It's one of those with one conversation. Oh which, my god! You know, if you knew me, you'd know I'm going to kill myself. That's hard. I'm having a lot of anxiety, <laughs> and I might put a gun in my mouth to relieve myself from it. Because <laughs> this is this is weird. I don't know any of these people. Anyway, the topic of the conversation was. 
how do we bring the kids into this? We're all getting very Interesting. old. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I would look at them. I go, no, you're you're getting old. I'm not that old. You're getting old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speak for yourself, sir. Exactly. And then the guy would say, well, you know, I, I've been thinking that maybe uh, we could bring in some of these uh, driving simulator machines. Uh, for the Concours, for these kids. Scratch that idea. <laughs> and, uh, that way the kids could learn about these cars. And Although you could I, argue that because of the video game you generation. Could, you could, you say could that. argue said, that. But I, I said, wait, yeah. I have a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you should go to Liftercult because yeah. the kids just don't want to come here. Yeah. And they yeah. got their own thing happening, and it's much cooler than what you're doing. Come, come to a Cars and Coffee down in sure. Woodland Hills. Come yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a very yeah. vibrant community. Uh, a lot of them don't have your money, Mr. Moneybags. One exactly. guy literally looked like Mr. Monopoly. He was the Seriously. Yeah. I was like, these kids – are uh, they're very passionate about building their cars up from scratch? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is a five thousand dollar or less, twenty five hundred bucks or less. You know, yeah, yeah. they are there. They're just not going to come here. Yeah, <laughs> right. Making and, it inclusive. Yeah, and yeah. Getting Accessible. excited about cars in That's general. For sure. yeah. yeah. What do you guys? When someone says, you know, I get asked all the time, you know, five five grand or less, twenty five hundred or less. Oh, how do I have a good time doing that? We've uh, we've considered this a lot because people have asked us the same thing. Yeah. But generally, the rule of thumb is: well, if you're going to spend five thousand or less on a car and then probably have to put two grand into maintenance, that's not a five thousand dollar car. So this the discussion is there. Although Todd is the great exception yeah, to this rule, I found the world's cleanest mini at five thousand dollars. But but back to, to answer your question though, the thing that we normally say to people is: you're not looking for a car at five grand. You're looking for what's available. If you actually have five grand in your pocket, start looking your local area, be that Craigslist or whatever, and figuring out, oh, I didn't know. that's how I found a Mini. Oh, I didn't know I could get that for five grand. How clean is that car? Yeah, yeah. And start doing due diligence on, like, the one I bought, I bought from the original owner. I bought it this summer, an 05 from the original owner, 180,000 miles on it, which sounds crazy, but he kept jacking it up in, in the winter in his garage on his four-post lift and rebuilding things. It was spotless. Wow. But the cars aren't worth anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. So he sold it at 180,000 miles from... I. I Walked into this guy's garage, and it was cleaner than my living room, and I went, I'm buying this car, okay? Yeah, you can tell But, but it was because right? I just looked at my local area and went, I'm going to spend about five grand on a winter car. What's around? And went, what is that? Yeah. That's the way to shop. Yeah. It's much harder no, you're to right. go, look for this car at five grand. I don't know if you're going to find that car. That's exactly how I do it. Uh, you know, I, I would go. I'd go to eBay Motors. I always start there because there's okay. just so many cars, and you can just sort everything through a budget. You yeah, can go five thousand sure. top, and they go, yeah. look, wow, look at that, look what just popped up, a pickup truck, mm-hmm. <laughs> look what you and that color. Are you kidding me? And then <laughs> yeah, you're right. As you zero in, you start to get some. Then you get in the more granular level. You get the model, and then you find the guy who's willing to let it go. Yeah. No, that's really good advice. That's yeah. really good advice. I keep telling him it should be the million mile mini. Doesn't no. that just roll no, right off the tongue? He's at two hundred thousand now. You know, I know Let's that just Matt Farah thing, the million mile Lexus. Exactly. It, you know, I drove it for a little while. It, it started to make me anxious because he, he was what? He was at nine hundred thousand miles, yeah. and he had to put a hundred thousand miles. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. it's like that's a lot of miles when you think yeah. about it. Yeah, he's on like nine hundred and sixty yeah. now or something. We drove it at like nine thirty. It'll be great yeah. when he gets there, and God bless Matt Farah. But I, I could never do something like that. <laughs> well, he keeps I, I need immediate gratification. What's sure. that? He keeps pouring money into it. Yeah, and he'll it's be a, fine. It's a long haul thing. I know, but it's just it's a long haul thing to eventually be able to see those numbers tick over. It is, and it's going to be a great moment it will when be, it happens. For sure, for and sure. he was smart to kind of loan it out and let people drive it. Yeah, but he's got yeah, to yeah. find yep. that uh, he's got to find that guy who's you know commuting uh, 100, 200 miles every day. Yeah, back and willing to sit in it. And willing to sit. I drove yeah. it. I liked it. It dro- it worked really well. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, 
Driving a Lexus more than a few minutes for me is, is difficult. It's very, <laughs> we need very, to move on. You need to be paid, <laughs> you're saying? <laughs> yeah, it's... To be able to do that? <laughs> no, some of the new stuff... They were going to send me some press cars to drive, and I, I should give them a fair shake next time. But I, you know, I'm so hopelessly addicted to performance cars at this point sure, that it gets sure. harder... It's like drug addiction, really. You know, it is. it's hard. Drugs to, are cheaper. Yeah, I, let's I, put it that way. <laughs> I want the best, the best heroin. I don't even want heroin. I want the best, the finest, yeah. the purest. The, guy, the one that killed the guy. Yeah, bring me that. <laughs> bring me that. Bring me the four GT. Bring me the GT two RS. Bring sure. me stuff that gets my attention immediately. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, otherwise, it takes me a little while to get used to a car. What What other holiday gifts do you guys recommend? <laughs> well, we've got, uh, as a matter of fact, shirts uh, that we we actually come up with almost every podcast a new slogan that could be a shirt Todd well, is actually keeping a running list I'll as keep a matter of running fact a list because at some point when cooler heads prevail and we aren't in the middle of a podcast <laughs> we'll sit down and go what really works but we I mean it's always the spur funny. of the moment we think but, it's funny then maybe looking yeah, at it later not it, as you funny have to reflect that's the thing but we do have a few shirts in general which is fun some of the stuff is branded some of the stuff is just like we have one right now selling on blipship that just says daily triple and it right. just shows a speedometer at 100 miles an hour because oh, that's cool. one must get their that. daily triple as their drug injection I love that it's nothing to do with our show specifically it's just something we talk about a lot so we have stuff like that we have other yeah. stuff as well. We, uh, you know, we have done four feature films, so those are all available. The Fifty Years of Nine Eleven was the first one, so we have all of those. And we did one last year for actually a little over a year ago. We called it Icon. It was all the M3s and the offshoots, so the yep. 1M and the M2. And the BMW community has loved that one. Some people that have always been curious about BMWs have watched that and liked it. That's really cool as well. So we have that stuff. And then there's tons of stuff that we didn't do that's great for car <laughs> stuff as well. But we're always about the movies and, the, and the, the shirts and stuff are always really cool because you go to the cars and coffee and there's always – I feel like you get to see what are the fun, cool car shirts that are here. For yeah, everyday true, drivers, true. Just in general, you get to see some guys, some guys have got really great ones that are interesting and other guys have got ones where you're like – you didn't have to wear the branding head to toe. Right, to right, right, right. That's okay. That's usually the Ferrari guy. Exactly. That's the red cap, the red shirt, uh-huh. the red sneakers, and then the little kid with all the red stuff on. Right. That's the Ferrari most exciting one. And... Yeah, as all. Although I will plug the ultimate holiday gift Uh-oh. that we can offer, Uh-oh. and that is an annual trip <clears throat> to the Nürburgring Nordschleife and Spa Frankershaw tracks in Belgium as well. So Germany and Belgium, we usually go in the fall. So every wow. year we arrange a trip. We've been there three times yeah. now, and three we've taken. Running, in, yeah. Taking a group twice now, so every year. So if you're listening and you want to go to the ring and your wife or husband what do you do? wants to go. You just race around and crash like a YouTube in, video? No crashing not. No <laughs> crashing involved. It's actually it's an all-inclusive yeah. deal. It's cars, gas, instructors, wow, everything. So fun. you have a yeah. day on the ring. You have a, an intermediate day because those tracks are 90 minutes apart. Yeah, yeah. The first year we went, we were going as two idiots, honestly, just to go, how do you do this? Yeah, no what idea. are we doing? How do we, so, and, how do, we but do this? We, we had a day we were going to get on the because the ring's easy. The ring is a toll road. You can drive up mm-hmm. on the free time and just do, pay your toll and drive. Literally, when we were there, there was side-by-side, going through the toll booth, there was a guy in a purple uh, Volkswagen Polo with a roll cage and a, and a fire suit next to a family in their in their van. And they were both yeah. getting on the ring. And I thought, this place yeah. is insane. So do, that they, do, they, do they stagger anybody at all there? I've never driven it before. They don't stagger it? No. So you don't know what you might see around a turn at any given moment? Not at any moment. And Not people are crashed no... at an apex and, hello, you yeah, got to adjust your line. So yeah. there's no flagman out there or they, anything? There's, there's they corner workers. They do, but the problem right. is the track's 13 miles long. Right. So it's just the amount of time that it takes for the flag 
flags to get going and for people to recognize. So sometimes you'll see these chain reaction wrecks, and that's why, because everybody's going through a fast section <laughs> right. and you don't have time yeah. to respond. Oh but we God. do we I do a day on the ring. More dangerous. They do we do a road <laughs> tour great. and we do spa. It's, it's amazing. Great. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's I really can't imagine wonderful. something more dangerous. And it's I want to go. Let's go now. Let's, <laughs> let's go right yep. now. Absolutely. Yep. That's yeah, that's our ultimate holiday gift. So plan now. Start saving now with all the Christmas money that you're going to get because invariably you get checks from your relatives and grandma and grandpa give you checks, right? And what do you do at night? What What do do you guys do at night? You hang out at the hotel. We have yeah, we have yeah. great meals. We sit around, and talk cars. Some people stay up. Some people go to sleep because you are driving a cool track the next day. Yeah, yeah. So it just depends. We've had guys that 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 show up at the, at the ring and they just look woozy. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> wow, you really you really should have got a little more sleep you last sure? night. Sure, yeah, because you're driving exactly. on track. Actually, this year we had dinner cooked and served to us by Sabine Schmitz. So yeah, she actually really cool. we we Very went fun. to her place, That's her amazing. ranch, and we had dinner, and everybody loved that. And uh, yeah, just talk cars, of course, and she came around and served us all schnapps and said, makes you go fast. That is the ultimate. So we started downing schnapps. There you go. So, so, so that, that is that's that is what, what you we want to buy for your gearhead husband, brother, son, or for me, Spike. There you go, for <laughs> sure. Send your donations to. <laughs> right now. Let's uh, Before we go, I want to just hear a little more about your 9-11 comparison. It's a little <laughs> irresistible that you drove all of those cars. So which 9-11s? Specifically, did you drive? Well, the did you drive one, something from '64? The oldest one was the '67. That's the oldest one we had. Okay, we had a '67, right. and the newest was one it was a '67 911S or '67? Uh, just I think it was an E, as a matter of fact. Okay, and it was the short wheelbase. Yeah. So we yeah. started there, and then the wheelbase grew to the SC, yep. and then subsequent generations, and so we could actually see where the lineage of the instrument panel came from, and actually feeling that all yeah. the way through the, and, the line. And the other thing is, the first day we shot this thing, we actually gathered, if you had a 911 and you wanted to come, come. So we had 15 cars first day, even though we were featuring yeah, right. eight. Right. So we, we drove things like a 71, and then this other alternate 73. And so even though the, the jump in the film is a 67, then a 78, then an 87, we drove a lot of the intermediate cars on the first day to just kind of get a taste of a lot of things. And then we had our cars we featured. So those old cars are fascinating. I loved that 87. The Carrera was fantastic. Of course, the 993 was great. I just great. got one of those. I just bought one of those. Oh, they're really? so fun. Yeah. They're it's so causing fun. me a little heartache, though. It's an 87 911. It is an 87. Okay. Beautiful car, silver black, with my uh, co-host who's not here at the Real Zuckerman, who, okay. uh, you know, Zuckerman, you did not do your due diligence on this car. We've been getting all of these. <laughs> oh, these oh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. We're getting hit. We're getting hit left and right. I'm on oh, the ropes. No. I'm on the ropes. New windshield. Oh. New clutch. Ooh. Um, yesterday was, hey, your right rear wheel is warped. It uh, They were Ooh. trying to balance it. They put new, needed new tires, of course. Uh-huh. We, we paid top of the market for it, too, and we're, wow. we're yep. now creating a new top of the market. <laughs> but they, they said, uh, I've never it. heard this before. This is, this is really fun because you hear – I do love sorting cars, but I heard a couple things I've never heard before. And one was the wheel is warped, and we were trying to balance it, and it took – it needed a, over a pound of weights on it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. gosh. <laughs> to make it That's pound. frightening. Oh. I said, over a pound? Can you do that? And, and he said, no, we can't do that. So Holy now cow. he goes, He goes. we can put new wheels on it. And uh, I said, no, let's see if we can get the wheel fixed. And uh, oh so now we're on the trip. We found a guy very quickly who said, I can fix that wheel. I was going to say, I can wow. fix it. let's try wow. to fix it before we do anything yeah. else. See if yeah. that's the right road to but go But now down. I'm excited. Now I'm excited because we're going to do the <laughs> first wheel fix in 25 years of this stupidity. But you can't tell me it's not worth doing those things to these cars. 
It is. I feel of like. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're creating the new top of the market. Well said, by the way. Yeah. Well, you know, Zuckerman, uh, my co-host, is a real. He's a lawyer, so he he's going to hammer this uh, the salesman after this. He's going to go look. <laughs> Did you not? <laughs> we see can do this, this the easy yeah. way or the hard way, <laughs> but you're giving us back some money. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for dropping by, guys. Thanks Appreciate a lot. it. All right, <laughs> we'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Uh, hey guys, it's time to talk about True Car. Here are some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your interior. Removing excess weight from your car will improve gas mileage, and you can place your key fob to your chin to increase its range. Weird, right? Well, here's another tip you also might not know about. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you'll enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with TrueCar, users can see what others paid, so they know if they're getting a good deal before buying. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying experience by connecting with TrueCar certified dealers. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. I'm not telling you which features or which states, but I do love Massachusetts. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.